0: and the faith that grows, and the right four chords can make me cry. When I'm with you, I feel like I could die, and that would be all right. We are hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. And this is the podcast in, the podcast in, the podcast in, which we talk about songs that are deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J, hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Nathan
1: Harrison. Hello. Adam Buncha. Of- <laughs> I wish I could have harmonized with you during that. I just don't have the skills. Andrew um, McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> neither, do, neither do I, but it's yeah, he's there. Hit on there. I feel bad. <laughs> you should feel bad. Should have it's delegated bad. that because you could have. You could have harmonised that. Yeah. <laughs> you would not know that. Anyway, we'll sort it out. We'll
0: have all of our foreheads in different positions, like the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And we'll use computers. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like Bohemian Rhapsody, is. have we, it's have just we not
0: done like the famous four-piece be- four band like photos, like like the with the Beatles cover and shit? All we need art, to do or, that.
1: Or the crossing the road. Oh Heavy yeah, we mm-hmm. still need to do that There are so many photos
2: mm. <laughs> oh <laughs> my yeah. God. Yeah. How, how many photos have four people in them? Is that, let's let's, let's <laughs> list them How many other <laughs>
0: bands have
3: four people in <laughs> them? <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, speaking of bands with four people in them Oh my god, oh my god. One of the very few yeah. <laughs> Put out your Fibonacci sequences, people At number 30 It's Tool With 46 and 2
1: P- Put out?
0: Yeah Get him out Get him out. Whip him out.
2: out. Fibs out for the lads.
0: Fibs out. (laughs) Fibs out for the boys. Number 30 in the 1997 Hottest 100 with a song called 46 and 2. Quick maths. (laughs) 46 and 2. 48. 48. Minus 18 is 30. 30, Which brings us to number 30 in the Hottest 100. Plus 39 equals... 69. 69, baby! Minus 68 equals... One. One. And the one, Adam Buncher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The math checks out.
0: (laughs) Quick maths!
1: (laughs) They did the math. Um, Alright, so... I'm a Tool fan. Y'all know it. Some
0: people call you Tim the (laughs) Toolman Taylor.
1: (laughs) I hope hope they don't. (laughs) Just once now, I would like to get through an episode where we don't do that. We don't... (laughs) Because it's, I think it's the last three running. And also, uh,
2: <laughs> but I think we agree, like... Tim Allen is like a dickhead. Like he's a yeah. bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. It's not an right.
3: affectionate reference. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the,
1: that's the thing. Like every time we do it, we have to go through that. We have to go <laughs> yeah. through the disclaimer. Yeah, it's we're. like a legal requirement. It's like we, yeah, we're doing it, but uh, we don't. And we're
2: gonna pay Tim Allen his fucking severance or whatever we are giving for, for quoting him,
1: for citing his work. His royalty, his royalty is every, check. Every time someone goes, ah, 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 he gets a check in the yeah. mail. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, a cut from Onima. We previously talked about Tool at this time in. the their career uh, with the song "Stinkfist," which made it into number two in the previous countdown of 1996, and oh boy, did I have trouble ever talking about. Oh, well, you did <laughs> talking didn't you? about that song, and like Tool, kind of in their prime at this point, point. and I think it really friggin' shows. Just talking about it musically what they do so well and a lot of things that I talked about with Stingfist I'm going to just bring up again like the groove to it the fact that it still manages to be heavy but still danceable and groovy and dare I say sensual in a kind of way Mm. Maynard's vocals do a lot to uh, kind of bring that across fun fact the promo single for this uh, 46 and 2 ahead of the release of was they had some weird label troubles and at one point they were signed to uh, a label that otherwise just managed R&B artists (laughs) And they were the only <laughs> rock group on that label huh. for some reason. And then, like, th- the label changed and they got signed to something else and it became a lot less insane. But, like, I kind of like that because it's just kind of... It made me just see the words R&B in relation to this song and go, like, you know what? As far as metal goes, uh, yeah. it's probably as close as you're going to get. Um, which yeah. I kind of I kind of really dig. The thing I talked about with Stingfist as being, like, the real highlight was the, the dynamic composition, the way that Tool really just they build it up they bring it down they create and release tension like absolute masters Um and it's pu- purely on display here as well like the payoff is just so uplifting and so energizing and just like it, it just absolutely hits me and fills me up super super cool so what do they mean by 46 and 2 mm. I guess we gotta talk about it
0: has it got that, anything it? to do with 4 and 20 <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's just about their love
0: of
3: pies. That yeah, would be the if they had been doing their show at the time, the Fitzy and Whipper yeah. would do a parody of 46 and 2 about 4 and 20 pies. Yeah. Wow. And that it would be okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but did they, they ever mention the numbers in the song? In the, yeah, they said yeah, forty six right. and two just ahead of me. Right.
1: Okay. Now, what they mean by that, right? Okay. So the, the official reading is because I love I love looking at videos for Tool for people who don't really know Tool that much. Oh no! There's a whole heap of videos on YouTube. I had no idea that this this is like Tool tutorials, Tool reaction videos. People who haven't ever listened to Tool, listening to Tool for the first time because Tool fans told them to. <laughs> Like, what up, YouTube, it's your boy coming at you, we yeah. a Tool reaction <laughs> video coming <comedy." laughs> in. It's a thing. There are, and <laughs> he's just MF subscribe, okay. fam. <laughs> and it's just someone sitting there, like, quietly with headphones on, listening to Tool and then going like, hmm, I think this bit is really interesting. <laughs> I think I'll just press play again. But it's a thing, right? I love it because every one of them is like, yeah, people keep telling me that Tool, they're a band, that their songs actually mean something. <laughs> like, there's a lot of meaning in, <laughs> in, in their songs. God. It's not just music. So, that is my fucking it's preamble. so upsetting. <laughs> what they're referring to with 46 and 2 is um, something based on something that Carl Jung was talking about. In turn, <laughs> the, the psychologist, um, in turn building upon a theory by Drunvalo Mechizedek. Melchizedek. Well, that's a much better way of pronouncing Steven it. Steve Monagetti? Sorry. Uh, Melchizedek? Uh, we'll, we'll get to you as the expert. Sorry. Sorry. In just one second, I have his school of remembering open on my laptop. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm just okay. <laughs> um, but the whole idea is that like uh, it's referring to the chromosomes of a human, uh, which is currently 44 and 2, so the next step of human evolution evolving you know, opening that third eye, fam. Oh. Which forty six and two. T-
3: Which just as a brief aside is clearly not how no. chromosomes work. We a only lot of people, have people have in the that. world with extra chromosomes. Yeah. And this song is not about that. It's not as if that's like an inherently
2: bad thing to write a song about. Like you're influenced by your things that, that are things you appreciate. And mm. Jung, I don't agree with the huge amount that he's written, but he's a fascinating writer. Yeah.
1: And the shadow thing is also a Jung reference Very as well. Jung. Nice. Sh- sh- shadow work is basically what uh, like a certain kind of Uh, ...technique where you go and you confront your fears... Yeah, the the parts parts
2: of your personality that you distance yourself from is the shadow, yeah.
1: Right. So I think, like, although it's very highfalutin, you can reduce it down. And it's like, no, this is a song about taking stock of who you are, where you are, your flaws... ...and trying to better yourself. Which I realise, like, that kind of idea of self-betterment... ...that kind of idea of evolution, that kind of idea of enlightenment on a personal level, is something that Tool are kind of all about in their music. But, and, yeah. they, and they dress it up in this spiritual way. But as I've already talked about with Tool, you always take that with a grain of salt because half the time they're making fun of you. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they, they play with that high and low here again. But what I basically get from it is a song that's just basically about overcoming yourself. And it's really empowering in that way. Yeah. Work out to it.
3: Nice. And have a great time. Nice. It's a really great song to work out to. I'm upset that you haven't talked about the grids at all. Well, uh, Melch- uh, Melchizedek's oh, okay. grids, Nathan. <laughs> it's it's over to you, my man.
1: It's the just, the <laughs> resident, like the, the song. The song is it's, it's numbers.
3: The title is numbers, so we have to throw it's it to true. our numerologist. It's true. Yeah. So Mel- Melchizedek, uh talked a lot about how the planet is covered with geometrically constructed morphogenetic grids. The fucking smirk on your face right now. <laughs> (laughs) He was just living for this shit. That that extend uh, 60 feet under the Earth's surface to about 60 miles above the Earth. Each species has its own grid, which supports life and connects the consciousness of its particular species. Before any species can come into existence or make an evolutionary step, not how evolution really works, a new grid must be completed. Definitely not how evolution works. When a species becomes extinct, that uh, particular species grid dissolves. Again, not how (laughs) extinction works. A new grid was completed in 1989. That recently? Wow. Yeah. The Christ Consciousness Grid. And huh. this is the grid that will allow humans to evolve into our next version. Exactly. Same year exactly. that Taylor Swift was born. Works. Coincidence? <laughs> it's just... So, like, this is this is a beautifully crafted song, right? And I think you're wrapped <laughs> in, <laughs> in malarkey. but you're Rapped right when you're saying shit. that Tool are kind of making fun of people because they're inviting you yeah. to chase these rabbit holes yes. that just make you look like an idiot. Yeah, all these people. It's on literal the suffering. Been, like, me and my sp- my friend have spent the last like two weeks really investing Jungian theory and these like uh-huh. morphogenetic grids. Here's what we think the song's about. It's like. I hope Tool's laughing at them because we're laughing. Like- <laughs> well, even, if, even if they're not, like,
1: maybe there's an idea in that. But I think, like, Tool will probably hold that idea kind of lightly. Like, Keenan probably read it and thought, that's an interesting idea. I 100% don't believe that. Yeah. But there's something about that that, you know, again, applying it to myself in terms of a metaphor, there's something in that. I think, that. I'm I think song, write a song works really well that. for
3: that. I think his songwriting fits the theme beautifully. Yeah. Like, but- it's and- really good, but... And and it's not all tool. Like, it's obviously the fan base and the culture that are built for themselves. Right. Like, they invite themselves to dig deeper into something that isn't rewarding in any way. Like, there's no actual insight to be gained there. You're just chasing, like, chemtrails. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Obviously, there's huge amounts of, like...
2: Make fun of people who overanalyze Tool and this song, but like musically, obviously it fucking rules, right? Yeah, yeah man, like it really th- does. That, that extended intro, like that Justin Chancellor bass intro thing, <sighs> just like eases you into it all so well. Yeah, and yeah. Maynard, he's never sounded like anybody else. No. he really, really doesn't buy into these like overly masculine ideas of vocal prowess for metal music. This soft, murky, like not super high in the mix, just yep. present, like yeah. in, in, in amongst it all. And, and then when he does get the like when he is able to yell when he's doing the tour, like my shadow, that screaming part or right, screaming by his standards, yeah. it, it sounds all the more punctuated because he knows how to downplay his like power. It's, it's, yeah. it's this is this is the most I've enjoyed a tool something we've spoken up to, up to of of this cat. I mean, this is a remarkably good
1: metal. Yeah, it's so fucking yeah. good, and, it, and it's worth again. Like we we talked about it. We talked about Stingfist as well, pointing out like how remarkable their sound is in context in terms of like yeah. it does yeah. not follow any. Trend, Mm -hmm. yeah, Deej, yeah, you 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 write for the song, right?
0: Oh fuck yeah, dude! I am I'm officially the dum dum of this this uh, group of people. So I just went on that
1: enlightenment. I got nothing. I got nothing
0: to say on fucking Jungian theory or any (laughs) of that kind of shit. All I can say is that I really love the textures of. What's going on here? Like, I love that Justin's bass has that super like kind of watery kind yeah. of yeah, very loose kind of feel to it, and that going up against like the very harsh edges of Adam's guitar. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I really like that contrast. Everyone can fucking shit talk Maynard for being a humorless nut bar wino fucking <laughs> as long as they want, but I'll be fucked if the man has not had such an incredible ear for melody. Right. For as long as I've been listening to Tool, that's always stuck out for me. Even people that hate Tool could probably easily hum some of his melodies. It's it's got that very Mm. accessible quality to it. For what is often not very accessible music... There's a world of contrast to what Tool do, and that's always kind of been a part of what of their music that I always come back to. I'm fully aware of everything that surrounds uh, the. Not you must be this tall to be on this ride. You must be this intellectual to appreciate <laughs> oh all you know, the, all that kind of bullshit. But, but it's a
3: trap. Oh, uh, it, it is one hundred and ten percent a trap. Because, because... bar is screaming at me right <laughs> because now. Because all that's that stuff is bunk, and yeah. it just gets in the way of an incredibly crafted song. Like all those tones and the songwriting. are so yeah, good.
0: That's that's a thing. Expanded brain meme. This just uh, just slaps. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah it's because it, like small
2: it, brain is like this song rule It's actually about grid. It's actually about like a commentary on grid and then most of brain is this song. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. And, I, look,
1: and, I, and I don't think it leads nowhere because I think like the aesthetic that says hey guys maybe there's something more is a valuable aesthetic. Hmm. And I think the way that it ties in a bunch of stuff into that is you know that's what makes tool so exciting for so many people. Nathan do you do you have anything I, can't, I kind of noticed you haven't mentioned, like, actual numerology. Well,
3: that's true. The number 46 in numerology <laughs> represents self-determination and self-sufficiency. Oh, oh my God, God. That's a pretty good yeah. Point. Yeah. My, re- my reading was, like, on. Yep. All right. Uh, and the number two, which the is- deuce. Uh, <laughs> The most feminine among all numbers. <laughs> is that um, right? This was written by a man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. number one is the most masculine. So, uh, after all-, all right, mate. Two, she is almost always gentle, tactful, diplomatic, forgiving, <sighs> and understanding. I don't know. It's all right numerology
1: is problematic <laughs> <laughs> who'd have thought
3: yeah mm. <laughs> L- lo- lo- love the uh, the sensual curves of a sexy two. <laughs> Oh, baby <laughs> there's definitely a bit here about like it's about someone you know bending the knee and, and having their head lowered it's like <laughs> come on guys what? don't do it number, number two is taking a knee taking a knee but <laughs> on the other oh, hand off when off, the I humble and feminine two finds herself under attack and burdened mm. with a crushing weight uh. she will bend and she will bend as much as needed and when the weight is removed her elastic flexible nature allows her to come right Right back up, seemingly with little harm done. So maybe that plays into I don't know. Mm. It's so, all crap. So two, two plus
2: two minus one—that's three. Yeah, no. quick maths. Quick maths. Quick maps. That is as
0: insightful, more <laughs> insightful more than insightful. any numerology. <laughs> maybe the forty-six and two was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that third eye again
0: oh <laughs> baby let's squeegee that third eye hell yeah get it open fam woo hoo and number 29 it's third eye blind this is semi charmed life hit it in the 1997 Hottest 100. That is semi-charmed life. Nathan, you've done a
3: fuckload of drugs in your time. Oh, I have, haven't I? Yeah, you have. <laughs> I remember being told that, but I guess that's how <laughs> most <laughs> drug users find out. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh what's what's <laughs> the <laughs> saying? Like, uh, if you can remember the 60s, you weren't
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. In this case, the '60s just referring to
3: that, like, that bracket yeah. of the countdown. <laughs> yeah, was <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> in that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I was really surprised that this was here. I know this is like a pop radio hit, and I mm. I guess it made its way through Triple J. But mm. fair enough. I love this song so much. Yeah. Um, tell us more. This is a real like <laughs> early me on the internet moment of discovering that I can find songs that I vaguely know that I remember, like, from the radio when I was a kid. I don't know what this song's called. And it's like, do, do, do. And that doesn't help. (laughs) And then finding the song and being like, oh, my God. I, like, I somehow tracked it down from the scraps of lyrics that I had. And I can throw myself into it in, like, you know, in a big way. Um, (laughs) But, like, I used to play this song, Busking, all the time. I have, like, really fond memories of, like, being on road trips and singing this song with my friends. Like, it's a, like, as far as pop songs go, like, this is a pretty significant song for me. But also... It's a terrible song. Whoa. It like... Wait, hang, hang, hold the fucking yeah, phone. No, what? like, it kind of is, though. Tell like, us more. <laughs> so, so the band says this is their response to Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah, the Loochies. Oh, yeah, the Doo Doo Doo, obviously... That's, which that's a deeply talk- upsetting thing to say. <laughs> we,
1: we talk about that um, in the Artist 100 of All Time. You know, yes. That we did for 89, the right away, if
3: anyone wants to go <laughs> in. Nice. Give nice us the download. <laughs> But, like, it's crass, it's, it's cynical in the wrong ways. I think, like, holding the lyrics up to any amount of scrutiny, it just falls apart and everything's quite uncomfortable. And not because it's about crystal meth, but because at its worst it's maybe really, really misogynist and at the best it's just kind of nonsensical. Right. I don't know. I love this song, but there's just, like, I if I look at it too closely, it kind of disappears. Also, I read a few years ago an AV club, piece they would get people to talk about their hated songs great so good yeah um and john vanderslice who's a musician and music producer talked about not liking this song he talked about um a few years after this song came out when third eye blinder kind of at the peak of their career they wanted to hire john vanderslice's music studio um called tiny telephone which is like small really cheap indie recording studio Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure, okay, whatever. Um, might be good for the studio. And then the meeting comes around to, to lock it in, and uh, Stefan Jenkins, the singer of Third Eyed Blind, he he rocks in super late. Stefan, Stefan, or I don't know, it's oh, Stephen. It but Stephen. Why isn't it P H A N? I just got. I got Ian. Oh, no, well, there you go. Maybe it's just Steven. Sorry. Well, we can, we can say hey, just call him Steve. Yeah, Stevie Stevie J. Stevie J. Walks no, in, I kind of Super late. Doesn't say hi to everyone. Pulls up a chair, flips it around, and sits on it backwards. Ah! Inches from John <laughs> slice's face, and says, "Okay, what are we going to do about this rate? We've got to get the rate down." And that's it. And it's just like clearly some scumbag alpha bro power move, but. That's oh, very funny. It's so cringy, Jeez. Yeah. and so like I don't know. He's the worst, and like I love this song, but also. I don't think this is as terrible a song as you've said. Okay. The balls on yourself
2: when to say that anything that you've written is a response to Walk on the Wild Side <laughs> is fucking comical. Like, that's like... I think one the, person can do that, and it's Lou Reed. it's Lou Reed, <laughs> yeah. And he's dead. And, <laughs> he, and, and he never did it. So <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all missed a chance. Um, but also,
1: Andrew, just acknowledging that the Lou Reed lover has logged on right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, actually see, I, I see you over there. Just,
0: just before we go any further, where does Can I Kick It fit into this? Can I Kick It...
2: 100% down for that. The Quest lover has also logged on. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, hell
0: yeah! yeah. Um,
2: this is obviously everybody knows this song. It's one of the main stage of late 90s, early 2000s kind of college rock. You'd call that yeah. genre semi white boy rap. Yeah, there's semi <laughs> white boy rap. Like, and he says like it was maybe like a San Francisco interpretation of that like Walk on the Wild Side examination of like the scene, I, the scene, and, yeah. and also like the. Not beauty, but like the pleasure that comes with living in a what, what is like the, the romanticization of crappy life. Like the, yeah. the the way
1: I kind of saw it in terms of the meaning is just like he was surrounded by people who were really really addicted to drugs and their lives were falling apart. And yeah. Yet they all insisted on having this really shiny veneer, which is what he was trying to represent in the song being so upbeat, energetic, bright, and poppy, whilst at the same time dealing with you know messages of addiction and, and falling apart. Yeah. He wanted to represent in the song what he was seeing in the people around him.
2: I reckon if anybody who's, like, examined the lyrics of your song, I reckon, like, 99% of them have gone, like, that's what it's about? Mm. Like, it's, it's, fully, yeah. it's fully a song that, like... Yeah. You, you sing along to the do-do-do's and the... I like, want something else. I want something else. Yeah, yeah, So, baby, yeah. baby... Oh, baby.
0: I, I heard the song when I was a kid. I yeah. would have never known. No. Yeah.
2: And, like, like, the opening lyrics, I was like, I'm packed and I'm holding, I'm smiling. Like it's it, it's there's no question here it's it's about a drug addict yeah. and like yeah. they're like he's waiting tra- for his man tra- yeah trying those drugs for sex um how do I get back there to the place where I fell asleep inside you? Like it's deeply fucking sad. Mm. Like yeah. the lyrics are are, are really heart wrenching. But it's like, good to know
0: it, that he roots. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like, we get it, Stefan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stefan. Yeah, it's obviously cheesy and dorky. It's because it, because it's been overplayed like a motherfucker. Mm. And any song that has like do 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 is always <laughs> going to be cheesy and dorky. The fact that it was such a huge mainstream hit. Speaks to how well crafted a song it is, because like they write this song, that's an examination of like drug abuse and misery, but like and, and living a life that is merely semi-charmed, not actually pleasurable. And like I know it was censored in the radio cut, but to have a song where you explicitly say smoking crystal meth, and have that be like a international fucking top ten hit mm-hmm. on pop radio mm-hmm. is a remarkable achievement. It's so high cheese, but like it's but it is it's, it's a well written pop song. I don't know. It's yeah, but like, it's always enjoyable to hear this song. I yeah. think because it hooks you I don't know I think it works
1: so yeah. I had I had the same kind of thing when I was going back and I was listening to this not so much the dorkiness but I like I paid the crap out of just how catchy it was and mm. just how much oh, yeah. it succeeds it's in it's a remarkable pop song I agree like that's very much where I landed with it like it's just the hooks are so potent and so frequent um, even something like and it is this is a dorky moment actually in, in reflection but the goodbye
0: yeah, yeah, yeah like that's that, sweet fucking high note and I just
1: nailed that you did yeah, that I was, was good you, you certifiably you, nailed that thank
0: you <laughs> um, it's like when you see the guy you see the guy just like get karaoke it's just like fuck what's he gonna do and you hear the opening beat to take on me just like oh no <laughs> get out <laughs> in a day or
3: two. It's like oh
0: no the, the alarm start going off not yeah. stop barking shut
3: it throughout down. the neighbourhood shut it down yeah. shut it
1: down <laughs> you see that the owner behind
0: the bar just runs <laughs> to go oh, hit the, oh. the big red <laughs> button on the yeah. wall my version of that is just slowly sulking up and it's just like fuck what's he gonna do and then birthday by the sugar Cube starts
1: playing (laughs) but it is a really really well crafted mainstream slash alternative crossover song it has so many levels that involve you invite you to get involved and you're involved um and it's involving (laughs) but but also like where I land with it is, it's like it's it's too really popular for me, and I've only had a peripheral kind of relationship with it ever for to, for it to feel special to me and <laughs> therefore to have any particular value. Nathan, man, I want to acknowledge you for like overcoming the nostalgia goggles.
3: I don't know, but but, but maybe I'm like maybe I'm it's a knee jerk thing to be like I love this song so much I need to like mm. you know part of me is needs to like really go hard on it. So I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Because like, normally when we
1: encounter nostalgic songs, songs that have a relationship like you described. It's yeah, just yeah. like, I can't help but love it. I have to. And there's no... Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I can't picture this song any other way than, you know, just that... Classic Sugar Rush of, like, cranking the radio on, like, Sunday afternoon and, like, hearing this and, you know, like, dancing around my room to it, you know? Sugar like, rush is the right term. Yeah, That's like, like or, yeah. like, this coming on, like, fucking Video Easy or something like that. Yeah. This is so institutionalized to my fucking childhood that I can't picture it any other way. <laughs> okay. it, it, it <laughs> even, in even, Video is
2: is Easy core. Cool? Yeah.
0: Even, <laughs> even now that I know it's about shooting up and doing Mad Roots, like... <laughs> I do acknowledge that, you know, there are complexities to it and that it's, you know, far from perfect in mm. in terms of, you know, like the way it approaches its subject matter. But like, it's like a broy outlier of mainstream rock where they, you know, kind of came up. This was like their big kind of break. Mm. And, you know, they had a couple of other hits that, you know, dealt with similar sort of stuff. Like, have you ever heard uh, Slow Motion by Third Eye? Um, no. it's like a song about uh, like living in absolute squalor and getting like yeah completely fucked up and living in that really shitty neighborhood and like having like that relationship of like codependency of just like I'm fucked up you're fucked up hmm. and mm. you know it's like it's like super super catchy and it never really hits until like later on when he's like singing about being like a junkie wino creepy,' just like You get that through line there. Oh, look at Jumper. Like, Jumper's about, like, a friend trying to commit suicide. Yeah. You know, Mm. like...
2: In his favourite jumper. Yeah! (laughs) His
4: favourite sweater.
0: (laughs) I find Third Eye Blind really, really interesting. Just because they've had, you know, a a successful string of, like, alternative rock hits that are all pretty much deceptive. So, yeah, while still acknowledging its fault, I am enamoured with this song every time it comes on, and I will still crank it every time it comes on.
1: It's kind of irrelevant. In a way, because it's canonical. Like it's 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 surpassed the need for anyone to say anything about it because it's just it's yeah, it will always be. We talked
3: about it for ten minutes. Yeah, you <laughs> but you're like
1: what are you gonna do though? In the end, like we can talk, and it's just like yeah. this is still gonna get played on the radio, and it's still gonna be regarded as an absolute hit. It's still gonna hit the nostalgia spot for just yeah, about every person within a certain yeah. age bracket until the nostalgia
2: cycle of people who like the song. Have like I think those, those people are, are dead people. This don't always be played. I
1: don't think it'll ever, ever die out. Like I yeah, think right. because in much the same ways, like there are going to
2: be kids at one point be like, man, imagine to course, have been there. That's the, interesting. To have been there. <laughs> imagine
1: to have seen Third Eye Blime when they were around. No, wow. I don't know. I don't think it'll get like that. But I think like in much the same way as, like I guarantee you, there are kids. Who have no real frame of reference for Daryl Braithwaite's "The Horses" or Toto's "Africa" and still love those oh, yeah. songs? I think it occupies or could occupy a similar space to that. That's fair. Yeah, it's oh, very fair. It's just it's there, man. It's it's
3: part the, of it's music
0: the, now.
1: The, the big three: Africa,
3: Horses, Simon <laughs> That's
0: Lai. the way it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number twenty-eight, this is Dana Lyons with cows with guns
5: Fat and docile, big and dumb They look so stupid, they aren't much fun Cows aren't fun They eat to grow, grow to die Die to be et at the hamburger fry Cows well done Nobody thunk it Nobody knew, no one imagined the great cow guru. Cows are one. He hid in the forest, read books with great zeal. He loved Che Guevara, a revolutionary veal. Cows say tongue. He spoke about justice, but nobody stirred. He felt like an outcast, alone in the herd. Cow doll drum. He moved, we must fight. Escape or we'll die. Cows gathered around because the stakes were so high. Bad cow pun.
0: Dana Lyons. Number 28 in the 1997 Hottest 100. The song entitled Cows with Guns. going to get political. Yeah, look out, folks. <laughs> it's a revolution we of common. are on our vegan <laughs> I had get on a red here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's cross to our resident vegan, Mr. Andrew McDonald.
2: It, this is a huge nostalgia trigger mm-hmm. for me. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, boy. I had the, the CD this was from, also titled Couch with Guns. Um, you had the CD? Yeah, surprisingly, other songs are not quite as memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Couch with Dana. Guns 2
0: didn't really yeah, yeah strike the um, way we
2: thought. There was a period where when the internet was really free and good like cuz now the internet is controlled yep. and bad, hugely, and, <laughs> and, bad, bad. And, and honestly full of when the internet was first coming a thing when usenet boards were around they used the term digital optimism and be like oh we can really democratize information and freedom of speech and platforms for expression mm. and not that it and media really, and in media in many cases there was not a real like realization of that idea or that optimism but there was a period in like the early 2000s probably before 2010 there was a period literally Maybe of only about 10 years, if that, less than that probably, when you could have affordable broadband and the internet was free and there was no major social media networks that controlled everything the ads were easy to ignore and it was this period that most people won't really ever have experienced and I truly feel lucky to have been there and a part of that was these dumb flash animations that were just like things like th- things that mainly populated on <laughs> you're talking about this utopia and the
0: best exactly bit you talking about yeah. the
3: best bit of it yeah. Thomas Thomas singing- utopia feet Weeble singing and Bob the singing fish <laughs> we- sing- Runner yeah. the
0: singing fish where like he'd sing the songs and that shit would happen to yeah, him. yeah. like you would sing if I had a hammer yeah, and then he'd he smashed yeah, yeah.
2: There, there was a naive beauty about how anybody could make these things and anybody could upload them to Newgrounds or Webble and Bob Homestar run of these shitty mm. poorly made things with dumb it's jokes over! and heaps of them were stupid songs this like the only way I would describe this kind of song in terms of genre is like internet humor music it's one idea that is one joke that tells a story it goes on too long it's fucking five minutes or something yeah. it's so
4: long <laughs> considering
2: it is literally like the one idea like the idea is that the, the cows have guns and they want to overthrow and, and not be like eyed. that's the idea er, yeah. and it yeah. goes for five yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, 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 yeah. and it's yeah. literally just like, like that the rhythm is like this and then it's like then, this And then it's like this And that's it For five minutes so like, <laughs> Apart from the Bit where he obviously Is stretching his vocal oh prowess With the We, we will fight, fight for <laughs> All yeah, and he clearly Doesn't have the voice To yeah, pull like like those Yeah like we
0: can shit talk into yeah. it right
2: now I, I was singing yeah. that On the bus yeah. But the thing is like, he's like <laughs> To strangers things, like, There is no confusion As to why this is here It is no. so obvious Why you would vote For cows with guns Absolutely Because it's yeah. called Cows with guns about cows some with guys. guns, yeah. <laughs> Who like, like he read Che Guevara, a revolutionary veal.
1: Cowsy dong.
3: <laughs> of course <laughs> you voted for that song. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You got to I
0: mean. that's a fucking sick line. Yeah.
1: All of the all of the punch lines, even when they don't work,
3: they work. <laughs> like, sometimes <laughs> when they're crappy, they're, they're even yeah, better. Yeah, Especially yeah. When not all of them cow bad, cow yeah. 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 bad yeah. Cow Because part. it's a five minute song. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It just it takes it so far. I oh man, it's. It's immaculate. The, the fucking reveal, I guess. Reveal the, the reveal uh, uh, bad palm. When he um
2: <laughs> when the like the way he's vocally like I can almost hear him trying to hold back his own laugh at how clever <laughs> he is, where he's like surrounding the shoppers can the deafening roar of chickens in choppers yeah, and, like he's smirking his way through this fucking joke reveal line <laughs> like dude come on Like, he, you can tell he's like pushed the budget with the mariachi horns <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah he's so good because yeah. he's clearly just a dude with an acoustic guitar who yeah. writes these kind of silly songs
0: he does appear to be some sort of like proper environmental activist I just did oh, a yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's a real
3: folky like, I found a photo of him mm. with
0: Dr. Jane Goodall they, oh. he did, did an he album an on? of uh, songs <laughs> and stories
3: yeah.
2: from her I'm sure that this he's is a, not- a real Activist. You, and yeah, yeah this, is, this is definitely not him having a laugh like well, I'm sure like obviously he's having a laugh but yeah, he's not it having is, a laugh but it's
0: just like hey but kids there's a message Yeah <laughs> It's obviously a kids song but like it like- got
1: turned into a uh, picture book Yeah huh. Pretty cute. And, um, yeah, it's funny, but it really makes you think as well. Yeah. well. makes yeah. you think,
0: yeah. 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 This um, is the Mac you think of of fucking comedy songs. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: obviously it wears thin by the end, oh, and I think it's good that it wears thin. Yeah, exactly. I think like that's endearing yeah, too. It's like, it, 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 endearing is the right word. It's, it's, not, it's a novelty song, but you like it it's does spend so a lot endearing. of time
0: grazing. I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. So. Bad <laughs>
1: So here's the thing, like, you compare it to that that freedom internet kind of era, and I think mm. that's correct. But at the same time, <laughs> um, I think it has uh, a lineage back down to 60s folk. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, novelty 100%. novelty songs for the folk scene and for the country scene in the 60s, I'm thinking in particular Arlo Guthrie, yeah. he, had, he had songs like this all the time. Right. Which is, like, long, sprawling, storytelling songs that were funny and ridiculous yeah. and absurd. Yeah,
0: look at, like, Motorcycle Nightmare by Bob Dylan like I think it's off the first or second record just the dumbest fucking story about like staying out at a farmer's yard uh, and like he gets to stay the night but as long as he doesn't like root the daughter like the farmer's daughter and then the farmer's daughter comes onto him and he's gonna like bust out in the middle (laughs) of the night you know exactly. just, just those dumb just like going nowhere kind of stories but it's it's just hilarious it's just,
1: it's like a 60s folk trope and yeah, I yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. and i kind of think that's where dana would be drawing from partly as well and just kind of bringing it into the into the 90s and just kind of like hey you know they don't do this anymore but i'm going to do this
0: yeah totally
1: going to hold my large head high
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and like honestly like as a
2: like an animal rights wanker, and as like a communist wanker, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be indeed to this song. Dirty
0: commie pinko rat.
2: Yeah, oh. um, nothing but respect for my guerrilla cowfighters.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> things that you can fully see him at
2: these like in like a shitty kind of tarpaulin tent and like him like leaning back and like doing the roof, and then leaning in and going like cow's a dong -ah!" like you can
1: see he's being endeared
2: by the crowd
1: (laughs) hey I'm glad we talked about him playing live because this guy has a great policy of I'll play anywhere once and I'm not sure whether it's like if he gets invited to play somewhere he has to in which case let's get him on the horn Um, yeah fuck yeah it's landed him uh, gigs on like the Great Barrier Reef in like Irish pubs set in like the middle of the you know, the moor and the fog. Um and even playing like a nuclear waste dump in Washington. No um, shit. But he has he has a I'll play anywhere once policy, and I'm not sure how That's far cool. it goes. But I'm gonna
0: implement that policy.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm in. Get, get, i want gonna go on tour with Dan Alliance. Well the get, spirit get, of the 60s is alive well with you, man. I'm so down for that. Nice.
1: <laughs> I I'm here for
0: this. Oh. I'd also like to point out that we are currently in a utopia for the internet age because I both have Pornhub and the WWE Network. So, fuck all of you. (laughs) The
1: the, big two. The
0: big two. When you
1: say you have them, like open now? Yeah, double screen. Uh,
0: (laughs) One running on my my phone, (laughs) the other running on the laptop. This is my battle station. (laughs) DJ's busy day. Coming out for twenty minutes. (laughs) what can you say about this song that hasn't already been said? It's just, yeah. it's, it's dumb and it's cute and it's enduring and it's fun. And it just, you know, like, even when it gets to that point of just like, okay, we're in verse fucking 19 or whatever. <laughs> like, how many more rhymes can you come up with? Yeah. But like, you don't care at that point. It's like, we're watching your favorite movie. You know exactly wh- what's going to happen, where it's going to happen, but you still fucking go through it anyway because... Because you love it, you know? I always fucking grin for the chickens and choppers. Yeah. Like, that's a sick payoff. And it yeah. is
1: so well delivered. Like, yeah. you're 100% right when you talk about him having a ball saying that. Yeah. Like, yeah. He knows that's funny.
0: Yeah, he fucking knows. And he's got a great voice for it, too. Oh, like, absolutely. It, but, yeah. oh There's
1: something so satisfying about the part where he, um, he says, like, we are free-roaming bovine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's like, today. today. Like, oh. you feel,
0: like, that's so soothing. It's, like, he has a, yeah. like, a kind of uh, sexy voice. I'm kind of yeah. into it. I wish I was <laughs> a free-roaming bovine. Like honestly I like
2: again it's my <laughs> <laughs> political allegiances dying into Here this, we but go. Like
0: you feel for it. When yeah, me, like, we roam yeah. free,
2: we free today. <laughs> That's you have
0: thing. nothing to lose but your chains.
1: <laughs> it's kind of yeah. 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 <laughs> like Yeah. You have to be a bit of a fun Grinch to not <laughs> to not get down on this song. Yeah, like,
0: fuck them. I, yeah. <laughs> good.
1: I'm glad we all agree. Good. Yeah. good.
0: Oh. Anyone want burgers after this? No.
2: The humble veggie burger. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but get a bit of halloumi. The revolutionary. The revolutionary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is it? Am I a good ally? I had
2: a
1: halloumi burger for lunch. You tell me. You tell me. Just standing out in a paddock of cows eating it. You're welcome. You're all welcome. And they're like, the
2: dairy industry is problematic, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) My friend, you are not woke, (laughs) says the
0: cow. Just chomping into it for a boomerang. "Um, um." (laughs) Cows in the background just like shaking their
3: large heads. Classic bad ally showing up at the march with something problematic and making a thing about themselves. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs)
0: Number 27, this is Silverchair with the door. Taken from the Freak Show record, which, you know, a lot of people say suffers from second album syndrome, Mm. but for my money, might be one of the more underrated parts of the the Silverchair canon. I've gone on record in the Mm. past saying Silverchair are my all-time favourite Australian band for all intents and purposes. Like, uh, I, I understand they are not the best. I, I'm fully aware of that you know you could easily be like oh you do realise that I mean, Midnight oh, man, man, man. <laughs> yeah I love that too <laughs> Tism I, I, obviously Yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> oh Tism yeah. sorry guys Nathan here just wanted to talk about Tism
1: for a second sorry has <laughs> you, if I could <laughs> has someone just logged on yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah you know when you know something isn't like the best but it's still your favourite it's favourite yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like so mm. Chair are my favourite Australian band of all time and I can't change that no. it's 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 in there man you know it's just gonna be it's gonna be in there for quite some time Uh And I think Free Show is kind of an equal and opposite reaction to everything that happened with Frogstomp because it's a bunch of 15-year-olds becoming the biggest band in the fucking known universe being like... How the fuck do we deal with this now? And mm. them at, at the very least, you know, trying to, to make some noted progressions. Yeah. For my money, I think The Door stands as one of their best singles. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff at work here. There's that power trio dynamic of the three. Grant McLennan, from another band that has a very easy contendership for uh, the best Australian band of all time, The Go-Betweens, once said that the power trio one guitar, one bass, one drums, is the singular most powerful expression of rock and roll that there is. I
2: have a lot of sympathy for that view. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you, you think about it, it's just like, it's very primitive, it's very raw, it's very simple. So you've got, Denny John's playing this really sick riff, it's in this folksy kind of tuning, which is D-A-D-G-A-D. It has this, like, very kind of, like, Irish folk kind of style to it. Yeah, it's like, very open. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he has that, And because he has that playing like he's using like the low notes of the... Yeah. And to have the... the,
5: yeah,
0: the
1: it essentially creates like a drone, right? Yeah, like there's a yeah, drone yeah, totally. that runs through yeah. all the chords, no matter what chord he's playing, there's mm. those droning notes yeah, like, that kind like of... like
0: having a, having a root note and then kind of playing over... Yeah, yeah. It yeah, creates yeah.
1: a really nice... Texture. Um, ben Gillies. I think is you
0: got player. Ben Gillies up the back, fucking th- whacking away, like, for his life, you know, big swinging, bottom sized drums. Mm. And then <laughs> the key player for, for me as well is uh, a man who's just been in the news quite recently for selling off all of his silver chair gear. That's um, right. Mr. Cristiano. Yeah. Um, he, like, moves up like going from the <laughs> like he goes to the <laughs> so he creates a harmony for the on the bass and to have those two running at the same time sounds fucking sick it does sound good and yeah like daniel sounds great like maintaining those notes and like letting everything breathe and have that space and just to have the rhythm section riding on top of that as well like they were still in fucking high school. Yeah. yeah like, like, I am you, I am seven years out of uni and I've still not fucking written a song as good as this. They ama- were in high school, goddammit! Can you imagine like
2: the like whoever signed these guys, then they released all of this, they're just like, goddamn right, I made the right decision yeah. signing oh, them yeah. motherfuckers it was like, just like, this, yeah. This tune, man, like it's just like ah the goddamn Silver Chair. The, of the goddamn like, Silver Chair. That riff just works, like it's just like yeah. a working horse piece of rock music. It just yeah. delivers entirely on what it does. Like, Silverchair tap into this and like they appeal to this very specific kind of zeitgeist of like young Australians, which we all are, or not young, um <laughs> but <laughs> Fucking looking down. Speak for the, yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some of us are the oldest. Damn it, Nathan is older than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, it's so endearing to, yeah. like, I guess people our age, people younger, people older than us. Like, it's yeah. you can tell. Like, like obviously the comparisons to Nirvana were rife at the time because it's rock mm. music, and Daniel Johns has a passing resemblance to Kurt. Both mm. of them young, very handsome blonde men, so, so like, handsome. So I was, handsome. I was seeing
1: like some old videos of Silverchair back band. in the day, like woof, oh, man, <laughs> that but, is a handsome. Yeah, dude. move
2: me up the Kinsey scale with every riff, a um, little, yeah. kind of little bit <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, those comparisons there. I understand, like, like to young Australians, if it has been like these are our guys, man, this yeah. is our band, like, yeah,
1: and they're in the, they're overseas and they're and they're slaying it and they're, but they're, they're doing the business, but they, they're like they, they feel
2: really like they're I ours, think particularly we, at this yeah. level. They weren't big enough to be like in 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 the, in the way that like. Akadaka don't feel like ours. No, oh, they're, they're way don't. too big.
1: Yeah, it's true. Fucking immigrants. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Silver Silverchair at this point, even now, they they, yeah. they feel like they, they feel really special to us. And I think mm. that songs like this are why. Not that this is their best song, and it's not, but it's a really excellent single. And the fact that just just like just a single from the second record can be so good and feel so endearing, and mm. not that it's a mad feelsy song, but I know that if like if I was Fifteen or sixteen, when, like, when this came out, and I heard this then. Hearing this now could definitely bring me to tears. It's such an endearing oh, piece of rock music, I think that's and valid. it's so it feels so special to us as Australian music lovers. And I, yeah, yeah. like the the three of them again. The we said David about the power trio, like they just there's no fat on this song. It's yeah. short. It's not it too fast, so it's not too slow. Home. Yeah, it just arrives it's perfect for what it is and then it finishes and that's that and
3: it's so good it's such a great piece of music yeah and it's just so them yeah. i think there's like a lot of echoes of i think of like early pearl jam when i hear this I song more than early Nirvana, pearl jam. especially in the way that daniel's singing and those held notes that feels really like kind of like even flow jeremy like that really early pearl jam but the energy and just just the sound that they have is just them Yeah. It's no one else. It's just like they're so idiosyncratic in how they sound. And it's just like this is Silverchair and this is only Silverchair. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. They were supposed to release um, Freak Show... The album that uh, this track comes from in '96, but they mm. deliberately held off because they didn't want to compete with Pearl Jam's No Code. I found out. Oh,
3: they could have though. Turns I... out they definitely <laughs> could have competed with No Code. Well, you,
1: um, I want to wind back and talk about uh, something that you picked up on, Andrew, when you talked about like the record executive saying like we made a good decision, and indeed you talking about like it being a weird, awkward second album because this was the beginning of the troubles really for Daniel Johns. Yeah, I, I could believe that actually the record executive instead of saying, yeah, we made a good decision, had to have a lot of really harsh words with the band, being like, guys, you know, you need to get it together and you need to, whatever. There was, there was so much pressure of them to, to follow up on what happened with Frogstorm, to the point where uh, Freak Show is a self-referential name because that's what Daniel Johns and the rest of the band were feeling like because they were just being toured over everywhere. I, in an interview a little bit earlier on, um, Daniel Johns was reflecting on this time of his life and he was actually scared of telephones because every time a telephone rang, he was frightened that it would be so- someone from the label or someone that managed the band asking him to do something that he just didn't have the energy to do at the time. Like, they were they were exhausted. They were run ragged. And I think, like, it's culminated in Daniel John's kind of looking back on this album very negatively. He's, yeah. He, he he actually refers to Neon Ballroom as their first album. And yeah. he was asked about, well, what about, you know, Frogs, Stomp and Freak Show? And he says, like, oh, they're, they're not albums. They're just, like... Dark high school band skeletons in our closet. <laughs> yeah. That's his, 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 like what he said yeah. about it. So there's a lot of um- his
0: interview on um enough rope with Andrew Denton. That's
1: legendary. Yeah,
0: like back yeah. then, I think it was 2005, around the time of the Dissociatives. Yeah. Like, yeah, one of my all-time favourite interviews because that's like two Australian icons sitting next to one another yeah. and I was just sitting there as a 15-year-old just like, yes, yes,
1: go on. And something that makes Silverchair so special is the way that Daniel Johns, despite everything that he's kind of gone through and that he was going through at the time, still yeah. remain connected to music. Yeah. And we almost, as the audience, became his therapist. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Like, no yeah. matter where he's at in his life, he's representing that in the music that he's putting out I am a, and we're seeing yeah, it Like, I'm
0: a massive Daniel Johns apologist like,
1: oh me any, too man yeah,
0: anytime he's like in the news for like, like getting fucked up or like a shitty throat tattoo or something I'm just like Dude, he never got to have a childhood. Let him, let him live. Like, let him (laughs) live. Everyone's just like, oh, he's just doing this shit. New, like, he's doing that new band with Luke Steele, and everyone's just like, oh, it sounds like Emperor of the Sun. I'm just like, yeah, no shit, fucking get over it. (laughs) Or like his that solo record that no one liked, and I was the only one that got it. I'm just like, this is sick. I don't give a fuck. I will, I will listen to anything that Daniel Johns does.
1: So I think we're going to touch more on, like, the Daniel Johns journey later on when we start talking about some of the Neon um, Ballroom cuts. Yes, indeed. Um, But for the moment, like... The first album I ever bought. Nice. Wow, nice. But for the the moment, like, I think it's worth keeping in mind just how much he's expressing himself in stuff and and just how hard it was at this period. And if... People have criticised Freak Show, but I think that's almost valuable in a way that if it's an imperfect album because they were very much operating from an imperfect space mm. yeah it's time big time um, to the point where like many of the lyrics that he wrote they, the label was just like you can't you can't write that we're gonna have to tone that down you know <laughs> like there's some stuff going on and it's just all part of the silver chair journey which is just I'm about right? hell yeah yeah namaste <laughs> what at
0: number 26 it's Nine Inch Nails with the perfect drug.
4: I got my head, but my head is unraveling. Can't keep control, can't keep track of words traveling. I got my heart, but my heart's no good. And you're the only one that's honest. I come along, but I don't know where you're taking me. I shouldn't go, but you're keep dragging, shaking me.
0: The 1997 100. It's the return of Nine Inch Nails with the perfect drug. Andrew, David, what do you think is the perfect drug?
2: Um, well, to me, the perfect drug is the penicillin, humble, the, the humble penicillin. drug known as life. Yeah. Um, I'm the high, I'm the high drug on it. that we all know and yeah, love. The drug we all know and love. The perfect drug. Optimism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the friends we made along the way. The fr- yes. uh, um, so I am this- high on life, friends.
2: <laughs> Nindu drum and bass, I guess, is this song yeah, <laughs> it's so. taken from the uh, David Lynch movie Lost Highway, which uh, this song's actually not in the not in the movie, but it is in the soundtrack because they're just mutual fans, I guess.
1: But did my friend and yours, uh, Trent Reznor, do the score for? He did much of it. Yeah, yeah, cool. um, I thought so. I read a movie as well,
2: Lost Highway. I'd love to spend the remainder of the app talking about David Lynch movies. Nice <laughs> um. <laughs> Niles is always Trent Reznor and Co but it's never yeah. been more just Trent nothing than this <laughs> song. It, it's clearly just his back on your laptop, um, on his own or whatever. But it, just, it, it, doesn't just, it doesn't sound, sound like kind of a band here at all, apart from the opening kind of like violin plucking or whatever it is. This is not Trent at his best in terms of writing, I feel. The drum and bass beat is too easy. I feel mm. like, like I know that he flirted with drum and bass and that kind of like broken Amen break beat really rapid fire. He flew with that and on later stuff like that, particularly on the Fragile. But this feels less realized than that. It's a re- like the beat and the verses is pretty much just that little scattershot beat and his singing and that's okay but I feel like there should be a bit more. The chorus sounds a lot better. Like, I know that Reznor can do better writing than this and this, this feels like a B-side. I'm sure he didn't half-ass it because he's a huge Lynch fan. He's done heaps of Lynch stuff and even up to Twin Peaks last year he was in that so I know that he can do really good stuff, and he wouldn't have half asked it for Lynch. But I just don't think this is fully realised as a song, like to me. Side note: definitely watch the video because holy oh, shit! How, how fucking like, wild is it? it he like, looks so horny. He looks so horny. <laughs> he has like oh. he's like doing his best kind of like weirdo '90s goth look. It's like oh, perfectly the suit, long the hair. this suit, this long straight oh. black hair, a shitty like half goatee, like heaps of tremors. His career has he been trying to like. Be, be, uh, to present as a serious artist And not like A goth industrial weirdo But in this yeah. video He's just a goth industrial <laughs> yeah, weirdo He's just, like, he, he he just so
0: steampunk he's, he's like You know yeah. I had to
2: do it to him Yeah yeah <laughs> He's just he's like, he, It's so fucking cheesy And it works with the song But honestly like I, 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 I'm always happy to hear Nine Inch Nails Not always Sometimes it's kind of crap But like Most of it's good
1: <laughs> And this I wish it was better Trent Reznor agrees with you. He's, oh, he's, my boy, he, yeah. He's gone go on record. Let's have a wine together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just a couple of good goth boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm very into his like goth buff daddy now. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, his arms. All oh, well, yeah, those muscle it, shirts. It, yeah, just like, oh, hello. He does have the arms. Oof. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's come forward and said, like, this is probably one of his least favourite kind of pieces that he's written or the piece really? that needs the most ah. work. Yeah, he has. He said that. And he actually talked about it being a weird thing to kind of compose. Um, in, his own, in his own words, the quote is, like, it was one of those weird things where you have, like, a week to do a track for a movie, and the mindset is you kind of adapt in that situation, or I did, and I was like, let's go in and experiment and see what happens, you know? So I think that answers or begins to answer a kind of question that we had about how movie soundtrack songs come about. Which I don't know. We could probably have researched more by now, but um, <laughs> like it seems like it's something that's commissioned, and you only have a certain amount of time to kind of put something together. And that's and Trent kind of was working through that process, but maybe his process just takes longer than that. And so what we have arrived at here was you know something in development and not necessarily like a finished work. I think there are good things about it though, right?
3: Yeah, there are good elements. Yeah, there's just I think there are too many elements, and they're not yeah, all yeah. good. Like, right, yeah, I think you could probably take out half the song and and have a really good song left over. You yeah. might have to make it longer mm. or whatever, but, like, <laughs> there's, there's good parts. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I really like the without you um, second half. Yeah.
1: I'm about that kind of slower... Uh, more gentler Nine Inch Nails moments that they have amongst, especially jo- amongst when- the chaos, like yeah, the like the yeah. piano
0: bit in "March of the Pigs." That's right. Yeah, oh yeah, really
1: that's they do that really really nicely, and I think there's an example in that here. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize that this was like an unpopular Nine Inch Nails song, especially well, you're among among Train Reznor. If you're <laughs> trying Reznor, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, twenty six is pretty good, you know. Yeah, like Dracula was a V for the beat. I kind of reckon it's a bit of that. Mm. I th- I think it probably it works okay as a radio single. I think the chorus. The chorus is almost kind of poppy in the way it's it's so yeah. big and, so much. and yeah. like, it's a re- almost euphoric. Totally. And, and I think it doesn't really fit, but I can see how other people would. But I think it might also be a bit of a vote for the band.
1: This beat Cows
3: With Guns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The least vote for the band. <laughs> oh all so I'm, like, so so I'm imagining Zane <laughs> from the Joe. Everyone voted for with it? It? Cows With Guns by... Um, with Guns Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Shrew J were like, fine, yeah, we'll, we'll, right, we'll count it. Count it. it. We'll count
0: fine, it. come on. Song but not done. Song not done. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Trent
1: Reznor thinks about this child.
0: Oh, man. Do you ever, like, see, like, an artist, like, reflecting on their own music and, like, you disagreeing with them? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's really we, funny. We, we, when like,
2: bands say, like, oh, we didn't watch care for the first record, we weren't ready to do it yet. i just like, like, I like, like that's the best one! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You fools! There's fun to be had with this song. Like, is it my favourite Nana Nails song? Definitely not. But, you know, like, I, I still think there's a, a bit of merit here and there's, mm. and there's a bit of fun to be had. Like... I think it's good. It's good now. I said so.
1: What better thing to do than talk on mic about things we like? Mm.
0: Yeah, baby. Okay. Uh, well, Feel at, free to use that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh, as you know, dear listener, everything is good for you, but sometimes specific things are good for the four of us, which is more important than your enjoyment of things. Um, Adam, yes. I'm sure you <laughs> like at least one thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. At least. Please. Yeah. I've been trying to listen to as many... Australian albums released from 2010 onwards as I can. I don't know how I quite arrived at it. I think I was, I was sitting down trying to make a list of my favorite albums of the decade so far. Mm. And I realized how few Australian albums there were leaping to my mind. I was like, well, I'm going to fix that. Um, so that's just kind of been my like listening project. Whenever I'm not sure what to listen to, when I want to listen to something new, I'm drawing from... Um, that kind of pool, And one I discovered recently that really, really impressed me um, was an album that was released in 2017 by an artist called HTML Flowers. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Absolutely Oof. huge. So this is a Melbourne MC. He was born in America. Um, I guess the style is kind of very much related to cloud rap in terms of the genre. Anyway, uh, dude's got cystic fibrosis, and it's the most insane and amazing voice to to have... Um, as a hip hop artist, or as a, as a as an artist, or as a like any kind of voice whatsoever, and the songs are absolutely they're heavy, but like so wonderfully expressed uh so wonderfully produced and uh, it's an absolute gem of a record the album's called chrome halo um the artist is called html flowers and i cannot recommend it enough just yeah yeah the rest speaks for itself is,
2: is it on spotify or yeah, it is. yeah, yeah is. Great. it's everywhere great just uh to be selfish i'm taking the mic you guys can no, all jog cool. on for all i care i don't even like spend time with you my Jeez. dear friends, um, it's really, it's you're really so embodying so the villain. Man. You do this leaning into this. Fucking <laughs> when I get the hosting chair, I just a dickhead. Become, um, become absolute villain. Yeah, fully true um, villain. For me, what's oh, I've uh, what's been really good for me just lately. I'm sure people have known of the uh, the post punk band Preoccupations, yep. uh, previously known as Viet Cong, and then understandably changed their name. <laughs> (laughs) Their third record has just come out, suitably, called New Material. Be suitable at least for a couple of years. Really fucking excellent piece of post-punk. They really amped up the synth on this record. It kind of leans into the kind of early 80s kind of late Joy Division, early Susie and the Banshees kind of post-punk goth sound. It is just a fucking delight. They said it was this examination of self-isolation and depression and that. And lyrically, I can definitely see why that's there. But the music is just so goddamn groovy. It's just like yeah. almost danceable and fun kind of goth rock post-punk music. And that in general, I... um. I'm very happy at the moment and what's been really good for me this year and last last couple of years really is this resurgence of what is like kind of traditional sounding post-punk music, which is very much my bread and butter. So many great records coming out right now in that kind of genre and that in particular, Preoccupations, new material, has been very good for me the last couple of weeks.
0: One I've been really enjoying uh, just came out very, very recently. It is the debut album from a Sydney band called Cat Heaven. Uh, so Cat Heaven is comprised of, uh, Trish and Mac, who are the rhythm section in, uh, Sydney band Mere Women. And, uh, a guy called Matt Saliba, who used to play in a couple of really good bands around Sydney, like Hira Hira, uh, and Call the Medic, Call the Nurse. And, uh, the three of them have come together to make, uh, I guess, like a lo-fi garage take on post-punk. And it's really intense and really, really cool to listen to. Uh, Trish has like a remarkable voice, like, yeah, like a lot of really angular guitar and like shifting like drum sounds. And, uh, yeah, just, compacted into this you know power trio setup the album's about 25 minutes long you know it just gets in gets out super super punchy gets the job done it's called living room and uh yeah you can get it on their Bandcamp and their spotify etc and they're going to be doing a bunch of shows uh around the traps in april to launch it so if any of that sounds of interest i would definitely recommend checking them out what's the band name once more cat heaven awesome
3: Nathan. Um so I want to talk about uh a new album by Jason Sharp called Stand Above the Streams. Uh it's a constellation record. Constellation are uh, the label that do Godspeed and Silver Mountain Zion and do makes I think all that Canadian post rock. Jason Sharp is an exper- experimental saxophonist, um, very into like circular breathing and kind of using his own heartbeat and stuff to trigger a lot of synth stuff. Very weird, like, experimental droney stuff. It was just incredible. I threw it on today and I put it on just as something in the background and, like, I had to stop everything else that I was doing because it was just so arresting. 100% not to everyone's taste, this kind of, you know, weird (laughs) droney, synthy saxophone stuff, Um, but it was just, like, unbelievably good and blew me away and I'm really, really excited to go back to it. Name again? Uh, Jason Sharp's album Standing on the
2: Streams. Fucking A. Great. Well, this night, no, it's uh, your favourite time of the week where I tell you to give us an iTunes <laughs> review. <laughs> um,
0: Go on, do like, it.
2: Sincerely, like, I know it is a massive hassle and there's tons of podcasts I listen to and don't review. And I know that is a massive fucking annoyance or whatever when they always give you like the ad section and I can feel you hammering around the plus 15. <laughs> and I understand. I've been there. But our podcast is better. Than the other ones that you've ever listened to you know that so do do like honestly do perform your civic duty like are you a good ally or not <laughs> this is time for you to stand up and be counted are you woke or are you a joke
1: five stars tell us why <laughs> so it's always a joy uh when people get in contact with us as well and let us know about um how they're enjoying the episode and particularly like the 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 opinion that is always fascinating kind of for all of us really is uh when people who were there for 1997, for the countdown, who actually voted in it, hearing us discover songs for the for the very first time,
3: and uh, indeed calling us out on our wrong <laughs> opinions, yeah, 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 always yeah. good, or having some some weird insider knowledge of why something was popular at the time that we don't know about, because that's like, oh, now we understand.
1: Yeah. So if you have any opinions like that, we are going to do something with our upcoming remix episode. In addition to talking about some songs that we would have liked to have seen in the in the countdown, were it up to us, uh, where we kind of give a forum? We give an. Air Airing, an airing of grievances, potentially. <laughs> this is your moment. Yeah, of uh, of of what you kind of those kind of thoughts. Yeah. Um, so if you do have any of them, um, well, whether you were around originally or not, if, yeah, if, exactly. If, if you. Like, want to go to Bat for Beaver Loop? Please. Please. <laughs> Put your
2: doodle on.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put, you yeah. Find another podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> please, <it's> so-, <laughs> so, we're looking for written stuff, but also yeah. if you want to record something and you can just record it on your phone or whatever and email yeah. it to us, that's great because we can shove that in the episode and maybe it'll oh, be yeah. refreshing for people to hear voices other than ours. So, <laughs> that's
0: hottest 100 thousands at gmail.com. So, hottest100sand100. Zero. Zero. S.
1: Yeah. and, and got it. And like anything, like <laughs> Numbers, responses, baby. things we got right, things we got wrong, bits of trivia that we missed. If you like, were really hanging out for us to talk about a particular moment in a band's history in one of the bands we've talked about that we didn't, you'd like to bring our attention to it. Questions you want answers? questions that you have answers for, anything like that. Drop us a line. We're dying to hear from you. <laughs> that. Brings us to the end of yet another episode of
0: Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you very much for listening and thanks to FBI Radio for having us. That was in the Fibonacci sequence, motherfuckers. Ah, Before we wasn't. get out of here.
3: <laughs> Just quietly, it wasn't. Fuck your own ass, Harrison, I'm done.
0: <laughs> Before we get out of here, we are picking... Our favourites and our least favourites from this episode and the ever-continuing story of the carryover champs and chumps. I'm gonna go first because I feel like it. My favourite from this week is The Door by Silverchair and my least favourite... Oh, jeez. <laughs> this Like, we are getting to that point where it's just yeah, like, not like uh, og- up to the top, it's just like, there's some really good songs, like, all here. Mm. I like all of these songs. I guess, by default, my, my, my fifth favorite is The Perfect Drug, and that, uh, I, like I said, I still like The Perfect Drug, but someone has to be fifth, you know? it's true. My carryover champs and chumps still remain. Being? Carryover chump is Why Is Everybody Always Picking On Me? Yeah. And my carryover champ... It's Corner shop. Yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Brimful of Ashes! Yeah. Hell yeah!
2: Uh, yeah. My uh, my least favorite is also the perfect drug, but again, these are five very good songs. and um, There's none of these that I disliked. Um, and my favorite, um, I'm gonna go with you, Dave. I'm going with the door. I had I love hearing that song. Hell yeah! Um, my champ remains a dandy. looks in,
3: st- holding strong. My champ, mm. of course, remains
2: <laughs> by the <young> gang.
3: <laughs> Um, I'm going the same as you guys. I really, really liked the Silver Chess song. Um, I think I liked the Nine Inch Nails song less than you, uh, but it's still the fifth best song. Um, but my Champs and Chumps will remain, uh, You Sound Like Louis Bidette, and Beaver Loops, nothing. Fuck. Mm. You're, the loop's never getting closed. No, I, guess this, never I, I, don't, I
0: don't think, unless some miracle happens in the next few episodes. I'll be on my deathbed. <laughs> and I'll be like, my
3: one regret is <laughs> never closing Does it carry the loop? over into season six? That's a million dollar question. God, Wow. doesn't all trauma
1: (laughs) (laughs) have a look my third eye wide wide open here I'm picking Tool as my favourite track (laughs) nice nice. Uh, what have I got i got Ween am I still holding Ween ah fuck it Tool's my favourite now do do you really prefer that song to this Tool song come on man yeah that's right Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) me and Tool have got a history Yeah, we go way back boy. I'm I'm ready to ascend Um, and my least favourite also is the perfect drug but I would also like to say it is the fifth best Mm. And your chump? It's still the tea party baby. <laughs> Congratulations! I love it. I was hanging out with someone who's a big tea party fan the other day. Dang. <laughs> no, I was like, I, hey, I, I'm right I, here. I just, I just laughed my way through it. I was talking to this like I hate the tea <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very funny. That's so sick.
0: On yeah. behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. See ya. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Bye. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Nice. My name is David James Young. Everything is good for here.